Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache, the weekly dose of spiritual and metaphysical insights and information for navigating the soul path. Listeners are invited to call into the show for a reading or with questions and comments. Call 347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad. Also, join the Sacred Space of Empowerment live chat. To create a username, register with Blog Talk Radio. It's great to connect with all of you here. Hello, Radiant Lights. How's everyone doing? Michelle here. Hi in the chat. Good to see everyone. And um, got the chat open a little later. Hi, everyone. Um, Calling in on the phone lines and welcome everyone that's going to be listening to the archives later on. Good to be here with all of you, as always, on this wonderful, wacky wisdom Wednesday. <laughs> so um, I've been tuning in. I almost was a little bit late calling, um, getting set up here because I did my pick a card reading. I'm back, you know, I'm a week off. So um, all of you, please, 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 I invite you, go to my YouTube channel, Michelle Mache, or it's under Light Being 21, uh, at least for now. I may be changing it. I'm so into these readings. And um, I tuned in with the Oversouls and the uh, spiritual guides to see what the message is for the soul in regards to um, people's soul path and finance and career and um, great reading. I was really into it. And anyway, so, um, yeah, please do that. And then also please comment. Let me know what you, if you have questions, what you want to see more of. I'm finding it's a great way. It's fun for me. I get to marinate in the subtle energy, so I always love that. Um, but it also, I literally can feel the people that I'm reading for. So it's so amazing. And I feel like it's the more that we're doing these and watching them <laughs> and kind of spreading the word, it's getting that higher frequency energy um, out through the Ethernet, which corresponds to the subtle energy, which corresponds to the astral, or the Akashic. So doing a lot of shifting. I know there's been a lot of delays. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Um, and we will, of course, be getting to readings. And we have, oh, yay, perfect timing. I love our guests always at the right timing. Um, we have Robert Wilkinson from Aquarius Papers is going to be uh, jumping in at 1230. Um, he has a lot to share. We're going to be talking about the eclipses, which I'm so grateful because he's going to be giving a bigger overview. I was actually at some emails and I was going to actually talk about the um, eclipses, but since that's so his area, the only thing I will put is Please, people, everybody gets doom and gloomy when they say something leaves, something comes in, eclipsing. It doesn't necessarily leave. It can, but it comes back in a different form, or it might be just eclipsed, just like the sun doesn't disappear, doesn't leave the planet, or neither does the moon. It's shadowed for a while to focus on something else. Um, it's, something else is highlighted. So I like to look at it like a sundial. But anyway, Robert's going to be diving into uh, that with his amazing expertise, wisdom, and wit. And uh, we're also going to be talking about Mars and Mercury retrograde. So we have, now, mind you guys, let's, let's, let's roll this back. I talked about this last year, 
beginning of last year. I said, this year, 2018 is all about the soul, this bigger, bigger chunk of soul alignment, right? It's really about connecting in more to the soul, less of the egoic perspective. So, you know, <laughs> which many of you have been doing that, which is great. Um, some of you merrily, cheerily, some of you forcibly kind of tower energy uh, by circumstances, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's all coming from the one source, whatever kind of, you know, whatever needs to play out is happening. Why is this so important for all of you to hear this, hear the call, your own soul call at this time? And really, I keep saying about the pause, allowing the pause, you know, because we can't, you know, again, spirit works in a holy instant or the 11th hour. When we're plotting and planning too much stuff, then we're, that's, not, that's not spirit. That's not the soul. That's the mind. That's an interesting thing to do. Sometimes we have to do that, you know. But our insight, our inspiration, um, our guidance is not going to come from trying to figure stuff out or strategize. I mean, that's a part of it. I mean, I work with a lot of, I do a lot of, you know, coaching with business people. And, I mean, not just, you know, like little business like mine. I mean, you know, huge 40, 50 people, 100, you know, 500. Some companies have thousands of people. So, yes, I get it. You've got due diligence. You've got to have a planning meeting. What, what are we going to prioritize? Now, all that organizational stuff is great, but when you're making the decision, like you've, you've put it on the board, right? You've put it on the board. Okay, we've got to, we've got to um, strategize here. We've got to prioritize. That's not, you don't sit and mull things over. <laughs> That's the whole thing where we're, we're, we're getting rid of the mulling over. You, you write it down, you put it down, or you have the conversation, and then I'm telling you, some companies are doing visioning. Then you vision about it. Which one comes up first? You know, weigh it out, feel it out through the heart chakra, you know. So, and by the way, on that note, I am going to have, because um, I keep forgetting to tell people, uh, the 21st of this month, we are doing, starting the series back up, of understanding the messages from your higher self. And, of course, that includes intuition reinforcing, because that's always there, and psychic development. And that also I teach how to open to channel. You'll be doing readings. You'll be open. Everybody on the first day, they can't believe it. They're like, oh, my God, I'm doing readings, you know, for each other. And then the friends are like, how come you are so accurate? Because it's, I teach you how to tune in to find the frequency that portal, that, that frequency to align to so that you can start getting your messages and connecting, you know, to source energies and all that is through this portal. So anyway, that's a lot of fun. Um, so I am going to be doing that. I am bringing my high fives, uh, vibes back, high five vibes, high fives. So that was one of the processes. It's been fun. This Saturday is our last session, but I'm going to be bringing it back either end of August, for sure September, the month-long program really gets you high vibes and manifesting, drawing stuff in. It's all about mind mastery, getting mastery over your mind. I've been doing it. I can be a little bit of a worrywart, circular thinking kind of person if I confess to everyone. 
And I'm totally not now. I'm not. And I love it. I love it. I'm like, my mind is so clear. I don't even have to go into meditation. It's like, you know, there's a little, some pattern interrupt processes and exercises I give people and I've been doing, and it works. Remember basic psychology. We are like Pavlov's dog, whatever, you know, ring the bell, give them the food, we will go. So one of the things my guides have wanted me to share is to, to say, to, to share with everyone, notice what we've been doing. Many of you that have been journeying with me and the Oversouls and the guides for however long, we've been, we worked a lot on the emotional body, right? Clearing the emotions, clearing them up, recalibrating, requalifying. We're still doing that. But now it's like kind of second nature. You know what to do. You know what's happening. Then it's also about the physical. That's come in, the physical container, you know, getting that healthy. But now it's the mind. It's the mindset. It's always been the mind. However, why it didn't work before and why affirmations didn't work before, because the emotional body was not healed enough or handled, which corresponds to the astral. So give you guys, you know, let's do like a ring my chimes. (laughs) Can you hear that? Let's give yourself a big round of applause because what this means is all of us, whatever the thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions that have woken up, the star seeds, light beings, light workers, indigo, whatever, crystal, whatever you want to say, that decided to be more conscious and handle your emotional stuff through repatterning, hypnotherapy, NLP, whatever, whatever, therapy, whatever, combo of it all, that it's taken hold. Hallelujah. Thank God. So what that means is we freed up enough energy and motion, enough emotional energy, because that's what we're here to do on the planet. We, the emotions are the carrier wave. If things don't get done, if there's no emotional energy, just think about it. There, there's no iPhone, iPad. There's no TV. There's no monitor. There's no bicycle. There's no wheel unless somebody was inspired, which is emotional energy. You know, our energy, you know, emotions are just, it's cosmic energy. It's, it's spiritual energy. It's life force animating energy. But then on the earth plane, we have different qualities of it. We have a sad, we have a happy, we have a this, we have a that, right? So all those different qualities, but the game made things to, you know, the stuck, stuck energy. So things, you know, of a higher frequency not able to really come in. So now, once you do enough emotional clearing, and those of you that have listened to my understanding the universal laws and and um, uh, activating activating because you don't need activating the law of magnetic attraction uh, CD program, uh, which you can find on iTunes and I don't know Amazon. It's I got on Amazon the other day. I'm like, how do they have my CDs anyway? Um, or something else it was, yeah, it was weird. They were just, you, could play the, you could play the whole thing. Um, so once you, once you, what happens is once you're more in resonance, this is why resonance is so key, everyone. Once you be, get in resonance, you can move into conscious creation. But how do you do that? You activate the law of magnetic attraction. It's activated. We don't, we can't, you, we can't, you can't, I don't want to say this. You can't manipulate the law of magnetic attraction. A lot of people saw that with the failures of the secret, okay? And they're like, 
you know, you attract it by thinking, no, 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 you attract by your emotional state, by your vibrational frequency. Now, but once you've cleared enough, you know, it's like, it's like water. Let's say you want to, let's say you want to um, water your garden, you know, or you want to, you want to water your garden or you want to hose down, let's say the, let's say the driveway or whatever. You want to hose down the sidewalk, the driveway, the patio, whatever, right? The hose, let's, the water in the hose, the hose is us, okay? Let's say the hose is us. The water is the spiritual energy coming through. Now, what if you have a bunch of rust or some, something happened with the pipes, you know, somewhere, you know, in the city or wherever you live, you know, the pipes where the water comes through have a crack so there's all this dirt in it. I don't care how many affirmations you do when you go to white, wash the, the whatever it is, the, the, you know, the sidewalk, it's going to be dirty. So, you know, it's purifying. It's not about cleanly. It's purifying. It's, it's making things have more integrity and more connection to the soul, more, less diluted spiritual energy. So now that that's done, it frees that up. Now it's about, okay, let's get with the mind and the beliefs and let's, let's not get in these loops or, or thinking, you know, counter to what I want to create, let's harness that energy now. That Now you can do the visualizing and the envisioning. Because you don't have self-sabotaging stuff coming up in the subconscious, or if it does come up here and there because you're human, it's manageable. So when we're co-creating or, or creating, we enact a loving law of allowance. We learn to allow. In other words, like people have asked me, why aren't you more active, well, you know, be an activist and this and that. Listen, I did that in college. That was fine. That's not my calling. My calling, trust me, your calling has juice. It makes your heart sing, even if it's difficult times. I mean, I could do this all day long with you guys, connecting with all of you and talking and sharing. Do readings, do my coaching all day long, okay? I, could, I don't care. I could do it for free. I don't care. That's how much I to pick a card. Oh, I'm not getting paid for that. I can do that all day long. I think about it. I get up in the morning. Oh, let me tune in. What should I talk about, God? You know, open up. What, what, do, I, what do I say? Is it going to give me joy to go on the picket line and do? No. If something happens or it changes or something close to me, yes. Did it give me joy when I was in college and I marched? Yes. It was, I, was, I loved it, you know. Like I was telling my parents and everybody, oh, I did this and I met this person. I met Honda. I did this. I did that. So you've got to, by the purity, by your integrity, your connection to your soul, whatever makes your heart open, impassions you, that's where your soul purpose is. That's where you're to use your gifts. So people, you have to decide right now. Like you have to let things go. Like, okay, um, like I didn't go, you know, I thought about, you know, because I worked with children. I taught school and I love kids, you know, this whole debacle with the children. But I donated, okay? I cannot right now leave and, and go and, and stay in the detention center, you know, and help people. I know they don't want to call it that, whatever it is, you know? But I'm also doing stuff through prayer and healing energy, which I do know works because I've checked it with some people. And some of the clients that I work with are actually in politics. So they do have – I do get to say my little piece, Um you know, within reason, they know what the, you know, the higher, 
more expanded point of view, I guess. Um, so that's so that loving law of allowance. In other words, I don't have to I don't have to be codependent. I don't have to think I have to fix everything because everything has a design to it as a soul. Everyone has a higher self, whether they're listening or not. And then there is the the big kahuna of them all, God, the all that is, the innate intelligence of the world, the universe, universes, that's orchestrating something. So when these things happen in the world, it gives a chance for other people to show up, right? It gives a chance. So enacting that loving law of allowance, noticing what's open, where am I drawn, where is my higher self guiding me, who's coming into my life, following through on those openings. Now I activate the law of magnetic attraction. I start magnetizing to me that which is more of my soul's resonance, soul's frequency, reflects my soul design, my soul purpose, the people, the places, the situations, my vibrational frequency starts going up. Instead of, you know, I should be doing this or I have to be doing this. You know, you can ask yourself, where do I want to give? That's always a beautiful, or how. You know, how or, you know, where do I want to give or how do I want to give? Um, That's a beautiful thing to ask. But right now, this year, it's about connecting more to the soul, baby, so that when decisions come in, it's coming. you're making the decisions from a soul level, spiritually connected, because that's going to create the best trajectory of events for you, openings, connections. That's the co-creation. That's the new game that we want to play as we're going into this Aquarian age, right, and beyond. It's more of that. So 2018 has been a prep. That's why there's been so much stagnation, stalling, going deep within, hermiting. A lot of your gifts are really opening up for a, a lot of you. You know, some I've talked about my recent expansion of my own gifts. It's so that you're, we're proving to ourselves even more that we do have this spiritual connection. This is always working not just when we're in session or we're at connecting to awakenings or when you're with your friends, that it is the principles of the universe. It is how everything works. And it's now being more and more proven. You know, we can go on, Dr. Emoto, Dr. Bruce Lipton, Greg Bray, you know, there's Harvard research, you know, Columbia, there's all this research now about energy, subtle energy, you know, physics, quantum physics, string, you know, theory, whatever. There's, 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 it's catching up. Like, okay, there are these other worlds, these potentials, the paranormal shows, this and that. So what I'm suggesting to all of you is you find your own way, your own groove, and connect to that. How do you do that? Look at what you value. What do you naturally value that really is a value to you? For a lot of people, it's less, and I say this, the statistics are there. People are getting less and less in debt less overspending, more connecting with relationships. Now, some of it, people can say, oh, it's because the economy isn't that good and people are losing jobs and they'd have to take two jobs. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. The end result is people are going, I don't need to have all this stuff anymore. That's not what makes me happy or what I'm about. But when I connect with my friends, my family, you know, my doggies, when I do this, when I go out in nature or go to that cafe and talk to the person next, next to me, interconnectedness 
people are choosing that more, you know, less pharmaceutical stuff, more nat- natural, nature, holistic, you know, unless it's absolutely needed, you know. So using the body-mind, you know. And so connecting to your values and look and see what brings you more spiritual energy. Spirit-led. Spirit is that it's like the wind. It leads you. Where does your fuel come from? You all hear me say, I started to say soul-led, spirit but I've been saying, you know, forever, soul-fueled. And then I really went into meditation. I'm like, guys, why are you saying that? Why did you have me say that? And they said because it's, spirit is the battery. It's the electrical, right? Of course, and it corresponds to the nervous system uh, also within our body, right? The life force animating energy. When you take a breath in, that's why in yoga they work so much with the breath, right? It animates. It brings life in. Oxygen, right? Um, So you can't go anywhere without that, okay? And it's electrical, right? We become, the more magnetic we are, the more life force animating energy we're able to bring in. And the soul, the fuel, is the petrol or the gas. It can change. You can have diff- you need the battery. You need something electrical to make something go, right? <laughs> and Uranus, that's the spirit, the lightning bolt, right? But your fuel can be different. It can be from potato. It can be from vegetable, you know, whatever. It can be from different things. And um, for some people, it's also, le- you know, it is electrical. Um, but you have to have a battery, So what connects you to your soul, which is your design, the uniqueness of you, your gifts, your talents, what you enjoy, makes your heart sing, gives you joy, and your spiritual spiritual nature that animates you, gives you optimal health, wealth, wellness, that you feel alive, you feel impassioned, the inspiration, inspirar, in Latin means inspired. To, it's literally the breath of God. And so what I want you to also recognize is right now, for everyone, it doesn't necessarily mean if you haven't been having to wait for what it is you want to draw in or manifest or experience. It's less about time right now, and it's all about the timing. So it's a timing issue. I'm sure Robert's going to touch on this because I know it ties into the eclipses. This is the setup year for the expansion that is coming next year. For some of you, it'll be October, November, the close of the year. For many of you, it's going to be, for sure, you're going to see huge changes in your life, January to probably about March, April, May, maybe June. Again, everybody has a different timing, but you're going to see a lot revealed, you know, especially with these eclipses, because those of you that are in the States, you know, it's Cancerian, um, United States is Cancerian, so that's a lot revealed. Something's leading, but again, it's a lot of it's going to be about choice. And the guides are saying, choose from the higher directive, the higher perspective, what's most expanded. Choose from love. That's why the heart chakra is so important. Because what you love, what loves you, if you could be around more of what you love, no matter what your circumstances are, then you're connecting more to your soul. All right, I think we have a time for a few readings. Uh, if there's, let's see. Yeah, Denise, I don't know Australian energy. Uh, you got to look at when it's incorporated. We go by, I think, what is it, July 4th, 1776 or whatever it is. 
it's good to do that. It's good to look and see, even using astral cartography, it's good to see in your chart. Um, I'm sure Robert can do it. And I know for sure he can, he wants to or not. But it's good to see where you're, sometimes where you're living, why. If you get astral cartography chart, you can see what qualities are brought in, um, you know, by the city that you're living in and the state and, of course, even the country. Um, but you just look at the incorporation and do a chart. When was it incorporated? Tell you what kind of qualities of energy or how much it matches you or what your experience. I know when I've done it and certain places that I've lived, I'm like, oh, my God, no wonder I'm having this kind of experience, you know. Um, but, yeah, right now it's, again, more about the timing, less about time, more about timing. And not letting go of the dreams, the visions, but the timing of it and the way that it, the shape, that it, some of them might be taking a different shape and form. All right, let's get to 720315. Did you have a question? Hello. Oh, hello. Yes, I did. Hello. Um, I, I love your show. It's, it's wonderful. Um, I oh, was wondering thank you. If, uh, yeah, I love it. I, just soothing voice, soothing what you're saying. I, I just really appreciate it, honestly. Um, it's, it's really great to listen to, honestly. Um, so I'm just wondering uh, if we're going to be moving from where we are. Do you have a timeline on that or if yes, it can happen? Definitely. Yeah, you're going to. Okay, and, and let me have your first name, please. Laura? Sorry, I forgot that. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Okay, let's see. Now, that's interesting because I did say more about timing and less about time. I do feel a move, and I feel that the move is contingent on work. Does that make sense? It could even be yeah, moving my, my husband for a job for promotion. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so you keep saying yes. Um, let's see, what time frame? Could be could be October. Could be time of um let's see, October. It could be Scorpio time. Well, okay, now let me look and see. It's also showing in through December. So the the move is there. I'm kind of feeling this year, though. But I feel maybe... The move is for sure. The move is for sure. It's just a timing issue. I don't feel he hasn't okay. gotten a promotion yet, right? They're still waiting. He, yes, on he, that got, negotiating he got like a little one. He got a little, a little one, one, but there's like, something else to, to say. Hey, this is your your title, but then there's another one coming. He's a 14 right now, and then he's up for a 15. They're looking at him for a 15. Okay, maybe that's why. Because I feel like there's something else, and there's something about negotiating. So it could be could be negotiating a move, or it could be funds. Um. But you're going to have to, yeah, you have to uh, focus on, it's timing. Oh, it's there. It's definitely there. The move is there. Okay. You're just going to have to bide your time. Yeah. I, I, the soonest it would be, I would say, is, is time of Scorpio. Okay. So October, November. As long as it's there. You know, as as end of October. There, I'm, I'm good to go, you know. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> right. All right. I know Laura, it's all timing and it's divine intervention. Well, you know, I, I do know that. Now. 
Yeah, but mostly now. We used to be able to kind of finesse things a little bit more. <laughs> but because we're yeah. moving more into the, the, the territory of the soul, it, it's yeah. it's really about not only what fits in for us, but those around us and the and the collective. So yeah. it's we're moving out of less focus on linear time and more into synchronistic timing. So that means things yeah. could happen very quickly, or they're little like they're taking forever. You know, so it's really shaking up our concept of you know time, basically. What right. what, what what does time mean? You know, well, as long us. as it's there. I'm good to go. I know yeah, that God has a plan. It. My angels have a plan. And if it's there, I'm good. Yeah. Just get me there good. someday, you know, real, you know, someday soon. You know, so we're good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Laura, thanks for calling in. God bless. God bless. Thank you. God bless you. Hi. Hi, three, two, five, four, five, six. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. This is Laura. Hey, Laura. Another Laura. Hey. Welcome. Another Laura. Uh, yes, I was. You know, I've been doing a lot of inner work. Um, I got to a place where I, I think I self sabotage myself with relationship and my finances. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. What's your question? Well, can you give me some insight on that? If you self, if you're sabotaging. See, I kind of, even as a therapist, I learned about the whole Sabbath. I, I really feel what it is is it's a pattern. Unless people are pathological, I feel like we don't really sabotage ourselves. We, we just don't know another way. There's some fear there, perhaps, right? Um, so look at how you're using, wait a second, let me see. How are you using what it is that you want to do? You know what it is, Laura? What is it? You don't you don't think you can have what it is that you want. Cuz a lot has escaped you, right? That's it's the belief that you can have what it is that you want and also to that you can make the changes that you want to make. Um is it 98? Back in 1988 or 98? What was going on in 98? Ninety-eight and two thousand. They're saying you could even look. Yeah, that's where your um, answer lies. Yeah, that that's I when I like feel things kind of. That what? Is it like a a program that I have uh, programmed myself to think that I don't deserve? Well, there is a yeah, there is a little bit of deservability, but on you know, it always boils down to to that, you know, you know, but am I good enough? Um, but I, it's clearly the feeling like it it, it takes too long. Boy, you got to listen to my um, my YouTube. I'm open, I'll, I'm gonna upload it after the show, so it should be. There, I don't know, by two o'clock, probably two two thirty um, Pacific time on my YouTube channel, because I talk about this, and I, I can see it in your aura. I can see it so strongly. You, a lot of times, see, we got to be careful with this. When things are taking a lot longer, when we move into it's not going to happen, we start making the energy not only more stagnant but sometimes blocking it. 
so you've got to find some ways to keep your spirit up, so to speak, long enough to draw some of the stuff in. Because I see it; it's like it's right on the it's right on the runway. It's it's ready to be delivered, yeah. but it's but you lose hope, and then the energy. Then yeah, and then what starts getting created is mm-hmm. I'm not going to have this or it's too difficult, or, you know, I never get it, you know, it's taken too long. So, yeah, yeah. So, yes, on that level, um, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I worked with elite athletes before doing hypnotherapy and all types, and, and some of them actually were Olympians, and they all said the same thing, and even bodybuilders. They said they always hold on to the vision, and then they let it go. But when they're when they're preparing or when they – when they think about um, competing or whatever they're doing, they don't, they, ne- they don't think, I'm not going to be able to do it. They're always in that place of, you know, that it's done or running their best mile or they can see themselves winning, you know, especially the bodybuilders. They're big into visualization. They're like, oh, I see myself with a sash on and everything. You know, they're like in it. I feel for you, and there's a lot of stuff on YouTube, Just you know, I have CDs as well. Download them, get them, and work with staying with it, envisioning it, that it's that it can happen, that it is happening. And I want your mantra to be, why not me? Of course me. Because it is. Why not you? Why somebody else? So, of course it's me. Of course I can. Somebody else can do it. Of course, then that means I can do it. So that, that's it's time for you to flip that script there. And that's going to help you open up. And I don't think it's going to take a long time. Good news is for all of you, when you see that you create roadblocks for yourself, that means you're a good manifester (laughs) because you're creating the roadblocks. So now you're just going to flip the switch, flip the script, both switch and script, so that now that energy is being used to create, to draw in, instead of to create the blocks. Okay? Mm. That's a good one. That helps you. That helps you. You just confirmed everything that I thought. I just wasn't sure. Ah, perfect. Okay. There you go. Thank you so much, Michelle. I appreciate you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm glad that um, I'm here, and I'm glad you got to call in. Thank you. Much peace. Have a good evening. Mm -hmm. You too. Bye. Okay, I think we have time for one more. Seeing if Robert is in the queue yet. Okay, a lot of callers. So if he's not there yet, then I'm going to call him. Let's see. Okay, hi four one six four hundred. You're on the air. Hi Michelle, it's Mitchie. How are you? Hey Mitchie, doing great. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I I called you uh, last month sometime, and um, the thing is, um, I have two questions for you. I miscarried recently um, at only six and a half weeks or so. Okay. Okay. And um, I have three boys, and I knew this was going to be a girl because I had a bunch of little girls coming into my orbit. I knew this was going to be a girl, and it also Mm -hmm. felt like it was supposed to happen, which sucks, but... yeah. It kind yeah. of felt like it was supposed to happen. And I'm I wanted to ask you, um, should I go for another one? Can I financially handle that and emotionally handle that? Is it reasonable? 
I'm 42. I'm, am I being greedy with blessings? <laughs> that's my. That's well, here's what that. I hear. Let it be organic or natural and not necessarily going for it because I do feel for you the timing is off. And it's interesting that okay. you mentioned finance because I do feel that there's financial concern or worry. Does that make sense around you? Yeah, and that was also my next question yeah. for you because right now my husband, this year has been quite a year. Every month there's been something for me, and and I know yeah. that there, there's some messages in it. I don't know what they are exactly. Part of it is calm down, you're doing too much, but uh, yeah. my husband lost yeah. his job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, next year is better, is lightening up, and even for the pregnancy. I would just leave it and focus on the kids that you have now. And, see, we have to be careful sometimes. Sometimes as humans we jump to stuff, whether it's getting, you know, wanting a, new, a baby to, like, take up our time, because they do, baby, right. puppy, whatever, right? It's like, and right. a lot of times I find – it, it's it's we need to do more focus on ourselves and actualize ourselves more because you have a lot of self realization, but I feel for you it's about actualizing your gifts in the world more. I feel that's the birth. It's the birthing a part of you to be more active and abundant in the world, and it's also going to help the the family. So there's a financial thing for you also career wise, um, yeah. and also. Uh, the husband. And by the way, 42, I mean, I don't care what anybody says. My mom, way back when, had my last, you know, sibling at, I think, 44. And I have I have <laughs> friends and clients that have had children. I have a neighbor that had her first child at 47. I have uh, two clients that had children at 47, 48 naturally. I have one client that had a child naturally at 53. Uh-huh. One at fifty five within one at fifty five within vitro. So again, those are all belief wow. system things, you know. So I don't yeah. want to. I can't really say don't. I can't say yes or no. That's your call. But what I can share with you, the guidance is, I feel it's about birthing you at this point, and getting the abundance, the finance there. I feel there's a lot of love in the family. Um, yeah. It's great <laughs> yeah. connection, but I but I also feel your husband is like majorly stressed. He's like. The vision well, I get of him okay, is that so, sign holding up the world. Hmm? Well, okay. So that's, that leads on. That, that was the only other question I had for you is I was thinking of doing this business with him, which he would, wouldn't mind doing. And I was wondering if it would be a good – because my thing is somehow with business, I have a fear there. I don't know exactly what it is, but I want to start this business, and I know – I wanted to ask if I should with him. And – He's stressed, and he's a cancer, so I have to read his mind all the time. He never wants to express, and that's mm-hmm. a whole other thing. But uh, yeah. um, should I start, would I be successful if I started that business um, that I want to start? Well, I don't know start? about yet. I, I feel, I, no, well, not okay. quite yet. I feel like I feel okay. you need to get your own thing, your own thing. Maybe it's a job first, a job job, and do more research. And he's going to get a different job. Something's going to come through for him. Maybe down the road you guys can do something together. I wouldn't do it right now. I think it would collapse the energy. Um, okay. But, yeah, the next it's, – it's about you right now and your focus and bringing that abundance in. What, what do you mean Deal by that? With, because I'm, I'm, 
I love my job that I have right now. I'm a flight attendant. I love it. So what what would that be? What would that mean? I feel like there's something else for you on the either healing end or creative end that you need to do. I don't okay. feel you're totally fulfilled. That's why you want to have no. the baby. You're not totally, yeah, you're not fulfilled in that job. It's just bringing you money, which is fine. But you need to yeah. find something that, that, that fulfills you, that ignites you, okay. right? Yeah, that's, okay. your, that's your next step. And it may be this a second job with him, starting a business with him on the side. That, that could yeah. be a part of it. But there's something else there for you is what I'm hearing that is, is for you in your own right. All right, that's sweetie. The, that's what go, I'm trying to figure out. Where... Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank Great. you, Michelle. Thank you. You're so welcome. Because... Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, Robert. Aha, there we are. Great. Um, okay, callers. Now, a lot of your answer or questions, a lot of your answers will be coming to you with our next guest. He's going to bring a lot of elucidation, always does. Um, and if you still would like a reading, again, my YouTube channel, I'm uploading. There's great reads on there. And, of course, I'm here next uh, Wednesday. I'm here every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific time, except on holidays. So we have for the second half of our program our Awakenings guest, a very awakened being, Robert Wilkinson, who is a spiritual astrologer, author, and metaphysician. And he is the founder um, of the renowned Aquarius Papers, and you can find that at AquariusPapers.com. Hello, Robert. Welcome. Hello, Michelle. I actually called you from my landline because we had trouble with the cell phone the last time. So that caller ah. at the 623 area code is me. And if you want to patch me in, oh, you're going to get you? a much better I'll put it signal. Down so I know. Okay. I'll pick the I'll pick you up there then. Okay. I wondered. I could feel yeah, you, but then I Yeah, that would be better because we dropped out a few times. Okay. I'll I'll do that. I'll clip right over. Great. Okay, cool. I'll see you in a minute. Okay, there we are. Robert. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you in a better... Okay, uh, very good. Yeah, I can't help but think every single time we set this thing up, it seems like everybody goes through situations that are like perfectly addressed by the astrology of the moment. And, for example, you know, I tuned in when you said, notice what you've been doing. You know, that's a perfect thing to do during retrogrades is to evaluate your progress Uh, and look back and see if maybe the plan needs tweaking. Even your last guest, you know, do I do this, do I do that? Mars retrograde is not a good time to try to launch anything It's better to slow everything down, rethink, replan, rework, get things into place so that then after the retrogrades, Mm. it can all move forward as it should. When you spoke about being more allowing, that's Jupiter and Scorpio, the whole thing about 2018 being a setup, because Jupiter and Scorpio is is, helping us create the space we need so that we may attract the perfect, you know, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual substance to fill that void that we are consciously creating. 
it's kind of like sometimes we just need to go through our closets. We need to go through our storeroom and just get rid of stuff. Yeah. And it's not that we're just supposed to dump it. We're supposed to think about it because this stuff meant something to us. So what do we give away? You know, what do we give to the poor? What do we give to friends? What do we sell at a yard sale type of thing? So it's like responsible way of looking at what we're letting go of and why and what it meant, because once Jupiter goes into Sagittarius later this year and Mars leaves Capricorn and Aquarius and finally moves into Pisces, it's a new game ready to explode forward when Mars goes into Aries and trines Jupiter in early 2019. So you're spot on oh, as far no as everything oh. being preparatory, okay? And okay. just like what. It doesn't mean that things fall apart, but it means that we really, really have to go slow during this period. Because think about it, the law of magnetic attraction works, but it often brings unintended consequences. Yeah. And that's why sometimes yeah. we need to take the retrogrades, whether it be Mars this year, a couple of Mercuries and Venus. That's why we're talking about the tag team retrogrades going between June mm-hmm. and December. The whole last half of the year is nothing but a bunch of dosy dos around the planets going backward oh. and going forward and going backward and going forward. Okay. So it's great for review. You know, if you want, for okay. example, during the October and November Venus retrograde, it's going to be a really good time to look back on what you want and why you want it, what you value it, mm-hmm. and how you're dealing with it either being denied to you or what you have to do to regenerate before you're going to be ready to move forward in that realm. Because a retrograde in Scorpio forces us to take a look at our magnetism and what we want and why we want it. Whether it's been the last few months of Jupiter retrograde, which has helped us kind Mm -hmm. of take a look at our imagination and what we imagine might be, and then realize... Do we have the magnetics to really attract that? Or is there something inside of us that is obstructing that? And if so, is it a righteous obstruction or an unrighteous obstruction? Because I've found, and you know this, we're not supposed to get everything we want, period. We Mm -hmm. can't. That it's the beauty of the human imagination and the eternal freedom of the fool that Uranian energy that we get to imagine taking any and all pathways to any and all experiences all the time. But the other side of magnetic attraction is that there's this other law called economy of energy, which prevents Mm -hmm. us from being who we aren't for any length of time. It's the part of us that that all roads lead us home, and we don't get to waste time and energy and money kind of going over the same stuff three and four and five and six times. You know, this is where. Right? Is that what you're saying? What kind of stuff? Well, I think that we don't have to. And that's the Mm -hmm. point of economy of energy is that once we've learned the lesson, it's pretty much impossible to ignore it the next time unless we just didn't get it. And and then once we get it the second time, we are unlikely to ever forget that for the rest of our life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the area that's most obvious is in our relationships. 
You know, we think, oh, boy, I'm never going to go there again. And then occasionally we do. (laughs) And we have to remember that not everything we want is necessarily a good thing. And then there's the part of magnetic attraction where we we fail to um, take into account the time lag built into our charts. And so we really want it, we really want it, we really want it, and then we don't want it anymore. We've gone on to other wants, and what we originally wanted shows up. Okay, and then what do we do with it? I wanted this a year ago. I don't want this now. And it's because we never Mm -hmm. deconstructed the thought form. You know, we never revised the list that we made and we put in the desk and we did the meditations and we failed to realize that. And there it comes. Yeah, as a function of time, we moved on. And that maybe we want some of it, but we probably don't want a whole lot of it because we're not the same people we were. And, you know, the the body has different requirements as we move on, and the feelings have different requirements. And, you know, like, for example, right now, I mean, a lot of what you were telling people was about timing. And because of where Mercury is going to go retrograde at 24 Leo, the Sabian symbol is specifically about going inward and visualizing and gathering our strength and gathering our medicine as a preparation for taking it out into the world after the retrogrades are over. And see, that's where our minds are fundamentally undisciplined because they just want what they want and they want to explore everything, and that's okay. It's how it makes its living. But it does need some degree of discipline And the undisciplined part of the mind leads us to want more, better, different, quicker, all the time. That's the undisciplined Mm. mind. Whenever the mind is running around, the monkey mind, the hamster mind, running around in its cage going, I want it, I want it, I want it, and I want it now. And I want this different now. And that's just the mind. Because And the desire part of the mind, the kamamanas, as they say in Sanskrit, that's the desire mind that leads us that if we think this is good, then obviously more, better, different is better. And as right. you know, that's not necessarily so. You know, the fact right. is, is that, you know, maybe one glass of wine with dinner is fine. Five glasses of wine isn't. You know, it's that right. type of thing. You know, it, yeah. eating a few ounces of chocolate is better than eating a few pounds of chocolate. <laughs> you know? yeah. it's, exactly. you know, there's just a part of the mind that wants it because it just loves what it loves. And, and all of this really is to teach us a certain level of detachment because we can't get attached to the good because it too will pass. And we can't get attached to the bad because it too will pass. And and this mm-hmm. helps us to get a little bit of a grip on that part of the mind which wants to clutch at the good and fears letting it go and fears the bad mm-hmm. will come and then when it comes, fears that it won't pass. And this mm-hmm. is the part of the mind that all of us seeking truth have to get a grip on because we cannot be at the mercy of all of those external changes we, we can't be. Nobody ever became a spiritual master by being pulled off their inner equilibrium by the white noise of the world. So part of this has to do with our ability to say, to say okay, the, this external thing, as real as it seems, it's now time for me to turn inward 
so that I may concentrate on what is really valuable and what I need to focus on and what I need to let go of. And again, this is maybe where the retrograde is good for that. The Mars retrograde is good for rethinking the plan. That if you want to move forward with something, are you sure you have all the tools? Did you have the right plan? Have you done everything you need to do before you go? And the same thing, I always ask people who come to me about the pregnancies, I say, well, make sure your body's in shape. You know, make sure you have it all ready because it's going to be a marathon. And not just that, get your feelings in shape because are you working off of lack? Are you working off of need? Are you working off of fear? All of that stuff is going to infuse everything in you. So mm-hmm. you you can understand that, you know, we have to get in shape in certain ways before we have a baby, get a new job, enter a new chapter in our relationships, uh, enter into a life-changing thing. We Most people, they want it, and they're really ready to do it when it comes, but they sometimes don't have it's a prep. fully developed plan. You know, they're not ready. Right. And this is what sounds like you're talking about a lot of prep. That there's a lot of prep right now. There is. Well, which is what I said. The preparation. Yep. Review. Review. Rehearsal. Rethinking. Not worrying about the slowness because Mars retrograde crashes everything into slow mo, if not reverse. And mostly it brings out. I've seen a lot of like resentments and frustration that things aren't as people want them to be as quickly as they want them to be that. And yet frustration is not going to get the job done. All the frustration and impatience and resentment is going to do is mess things up while we're trying to get ready to move forward at the right time. So this is a good Mm -hmm. time for looking at our own passive-aggressive tendencies. You know, are we undermining ourselves? Are we acting contrary to our stated intention? And if so, why are we playing those things out? And what does that tell us about the subconscious mind driving Mm -hmm. our behavior in a different direction than our intention? Mm -hmm. In our intent. Oh, that's a good one. Now, is that does a Mars retrograde help with that? Since it has a lot to do also with you know the action. Is it, is it looking at why are we taking? Because I like what you said here, taking actions that are contra, contrary to what we really want or what we are t- intending. Like you know, which could be. You know, well, remember, our callers that we're always we're always dealing with twenty twenty hindsight. We're always Mm -hmm. reacting to whatever was, whether it's an hour ago or a day ago or, you know, and that's why, like, some of the times when we get caught in that feeling like we're trying to catch up with our life and we're having a hard time with catching up, that's exactly what's going on because there's something diverting us away from our intention. Mm -hmm. And at that Mm -hmm. point, you can either do one, two, three, four, five years of therapy or you can go straight to the heart of the matter because, yes, we can mm-hmm. program our mind to say, show me clearly exactly what the issue is. And if we're not mm-hmm. you know, playing to the avoidance affliction of the mind, 
you know, if, if we haven't just right. played to where we just don't want to look at certain things, if we're really willing to look at certain things, remembering dispassionately that we're just part of suffering humanity. You know, we're ignorant. Right. We're born ignorant. We weren't raised by sages or saints or, or wise people, and we sure weren't brought up in a social or family matrix that was useful right. for anything except sort of protecting us until we could break through that family and cultural matrix. Right. Again, that's what I talk about in, in my book on Saturn. Because to me, this whole thing involves a lot of times we want stuff that isn't really us. But we make an effort to do it because our parents told us it was good, our friends told us it was good, somebody we respect or admire told us it was good, but it might have been good for them and not for us. And a retrograde. There seems to be a lot of that, right, right now. Looking at that, uh, what people yeah, this is why it's perfect for Mars retrograde. What are we doing, and why are we doing it? Do we really Mm -hmm. need to do that, and should we really do it in that way? And we can step back from the, oh, my God, I have to get it done, I have to get it done, and what's wrong with me that I can't get it done? And we can step back Mm -hmm. from all of that and say, okay, it's time to take a look at what we're doing, how we're doing it, and why we're doing it. And that's been the Mars retrograde. That's going to be with us another few weeks. Now Mercury is in its shadow zone, so we, again, get that ability to concentrate. And with the retrograde Mercury... As you know, I wrote the book on it. This is a great time for looking at stuff we didn't see before, for taking into account angles of understanding and view that we didn't incorporate before. Again, this gets into that full moon meditation that I put at the end of of part three every month. And it's about light and about putting light on shadows so that we can dispel the shadows so that we can see clearly through the object and dispel any of our own perceptual shadows related to what we're looking at. Because if we weren't looking at it, if we weren't thinking about it, if we weren't considering it, if we weren't visualizing it, it wouldn't happen. It just wouldn't. Mm -hmm. There has to be that resonance that you were talking about if we're really going to get it. There better be some resonance because, again, we talked about this a few years back, that the big problem with that very popular book and movie, The Secret, is they failed to mention that if it's not true for us, it's not going to happen. Exactly. Period. We can can affirm and meditate and all this, but, you know, it's like basically (laughs) I suppose I could affirm that I'm going to be the biggest rock and roll star in history but if I yeah. really wasn't supposed to be that, uh, you can only push that one so far before you are rudely awakened that you're not going to be that. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, we can push the river, yeah. but should we push the river? Yeah. So It's got to be in the design. That's why I feel like with people's charts and things, it's, you've got to find out who, <laughs> what you're really about, how you're meant to express. So you don't go, to, you know, in the pipe dream. You can have a great dream, well, but yeah. not a pipe dream, you know. It's really be singing our song and not trying to sing someone else's, you know, and it's using our voice and our pitch oh. and our sense of things yeah. and not trying to be an imitator of someone else's 
skill, or gift. This uh, kind of cycles me back um, into something you said. The Saturn in uh, Capricorn trine Uranus and Taurus is really pretty much everything you were talking about in the in the first half hour of your show because it's about really being organized and responsible but also innovative. That it is yeah. like all this earth stuff is forcing us to be more responsible. And you were really talking about Uranus and Taurus with with that Uranian revolution, innovation of the fool, you know, stepping off the cliff, understanding the material world in a whole new way, understanding how to substantiate things in a new way. Do we really need the things and values that we've taken for granted probably most mm-hmm. of our life because Uranus hasn't been yeah. in Taurus you know, in 84 no. years, so none of us were really born with Uranus and Taurus. This is the first time mm-hmm. we've encountered these type of revolutionary energies, freeing, liberating energies Free, related yeah. to things. Things, okay, really, so. yeah, right? Really loosening up from the things or having to have the things. It's really... Well, that's Uranus now, and Taurus. Robert, okay, okay. And now, does that tie in at all to the Jupiter and Scorpio? As well with value. Well, I, I write a little bit about this because, see, Jupiter and Scorpio, Uranus and Taurus, even though they're not in direct opposition by they're, orb, it, it does stimulate that axis, that call it the tension oh, of okay. opposites in the spiritual level. And okay. this is where we're coming into a really heavy time because we've had oppositions along the Cancer Capricorn axis. And we're soon to have oppositions along the Virgo to Pisces axis. And we have Mm. heavy Scorpio and heavy Taurus. And even though they're not in opposition, yeah, yeah, it's heavy. So we're all being sort of pulled. We're being pulled between these oppositions, and they're going on in our charts. It's not like we exist apart from what's going on. Everybody in the world is feeling this opposition of the coming eclipse in 21 Cancer with Pluto at 21 Capricorn. We're all just, you know, dealing with that wherever we have Cancer and Capricorn in our charts, just like we've been forced to, shall we say, expand through loss and creating space and checking out the magnetics wherever we have Scorpio, even while wherever we have early Taurus is under major revolution. Now, we do have five outer planet big-time influences right now. I'm not going to go too far into them because you can read about them in various articles on my site, Aquarius Papers. But we have, first of all, the Jupiter septile Saturn, which is huge. That's putting all of humanity at this giant fork in the road of destiny. We have the blessing of Jupiter trine Neptune helping us harmonize on a feeling level, showing us, you might say, the way to expand within the collective field. Then we have Mm -hmm. the beautiful specializing Saturn quintile Neptune. So those who really do the discipline, those who are really, you know, on their, their spiritual game, so to speak, with manifesting appropriate Saturn skills and blessings and strengths, this is the time of 
the quintessential gift of intuition. So it's almost like knowing intuitively how to use time and responsibility and planning in the perfect way to maneuver through the really crazy fogs of Neptune right now as they're being generated by the Uranus semi-square Neptune. And we talked about that the last time I was on. Yeah. So is that why more of the intuition, like people's gifts, even mine, are getting off the chart? I mean, it's like, whoa. Well, let's just say that there's there's a lot of friction to awaken. And it's pretty hard-edged. The Uranus-Neptune creates the foundation for what I call the rhombus-diamond configuration. Because when, when there's planets that oppose these two right now, it creates a diamond shape, literally a rhombus. And that's like a cutting and grinding and polishing type of energy. Just that's how you get to a diamond, but it takes cutting and it takes grinding. And that's what it's doing to all of us. Humanity is not being allowed Mm. to be complacent, period. There is no complacency anywhere we can't afford to be. Too much is being agitated. And then we have the big one. Uranus just entered the biceptile to Pluto. We've talked about the grand irrationality of the Neptune septile Pluto we've all lived within since 1992. That's why things have been so mm-hmm. irrational. Why it's so crazy. Okay. Well, now we're moving back to the Neptune sextile Pluto like we had after the craziness of the 30s. We actually had relative stability in the collective, progressive, productive consciousness between the 50s to the 90s. It was actually developing right. fairly well. Now, then now we're like the back right? into the irrationality. Well, we're barely coming out of that plutonic irrationality, but now Uranus is triggering everything. And see, the thing is, last time Uranus conjuncted Pluto was the 60s. This is the, the giant turning point externalization of free speech, women's mm-hmm. rights, civil rights, anti-war, anti-waste, anti-big you know, government controlling everything. This is now the next turning point in that larger wheel, and it includes, as I talked about last summer, the awakening of the female vote and the awakening of the determination of thousands of women to run for office Mm -hmm. top to bottom on the tickets Mm -hmm. all across this nation. It's been happening. They have something like an 85% elected rate. This is the biggest change we have ever seen, and it's because of the outrage the old machine thinks that it can possibly still dominate the majority of people. Exactly. So exactly. now that we're off of that. Why does it feel like, yeah, now why does it feel or seem like, like a lot of people say well, it seems like we're going backwards. Like on some level there's much more awareness, spiritual awareness, interconnectedness. You know, more people are awake. But then that small percentile that kind of seems to be externally at least on the surface running the show is it these planets? Well, it seems the like we're going back. What, what you're discussing, why mm-hmm. it seems like that the retrograde forces are so strong, 
is because it is literally the last gasp of a dying age, uh, of a dying right, paradigm, okay. of a it's dying a way rattle. of looking at rattle. the world and minerals and the air and the water and, and the genders. Okay. and It's over. Whatever that age right. was about is over. And, of course, there will be a division because there's more of us now that are more aware than ever before, and we're instantaneously connected via media. And the mm-hmm. the dying way fears, because it's ego-driven, it fears for its very existence. So it tries to reaffirm that existence by saying, no, the new is not real, the old is real. You know, solar is not real, coal is real. You know, yes, the new I way see. of okay. equalness is not real. White males still should dominate everything. You know, it's that whole, right. that thing, because they never gave up, but they just became more and more marginalized. So they've been struggling to try to reaffirm mm-hmm. who they are in various combinations for the last 40 years. And, of course, the problem is is that they've wound up becoming utterly hypocritical to their own stated goals, ambitions, methods, values, and so forth, because the old right. way is unsustainable. Anyway, so it's actually showing. It's actually year. showing. Yeah, it's actually showing that we're progressing because it's the death rattle. Well, yeah, now, it's, it's all coming out in the right? open. They they can't just hide in the shadows, and we don't can't pretend that they're not there. You know, I mean, right. they, the Charlottesville happened. This is not an illusion. Right. This is not something that didn't happen. And it's just right. emblematic of something larger. Anyway, the right. good news here is that just in terms of this tag team thing, the themes of what this Mars retrograde is about is withdrawing from old projections and planning anew and really examining Mm -hmm. what we thought was popular and deciding, no, it's not so popular anymore. You know, why did I like it? It's not that why I liked it was bad, but it was like, do we really like it? Do we really want it? And it's about planning anew. So that's what July and August are all about, is redoing the plan. And it most particularly affects every, everybody born the last 10 days of April, July, October, and January because Mars is either squaring, opposing, or conjuncting their suns. And so this has to do with maybe a whole new way of expressing their light. So then July 25, 26, 27, we have Mercury going retrograde. Again, the themes are about concentration, focusing on the inner more than the outer. We also have that sun-opposed Mars going on at that point, immediately followed by the lunar eclipse at the same polarity of 5 Leo, 5 Aquarius. So this is powerful. Remember, too, that this whole time Mars is in Aquarius, we have Mars square Uranus. The first one occurred back in May. The second one's coming the last week of July, first week of August. It's just the intensity of it. So if you're wondering why things are so agitated, don't wonder. Just don't be agitated. (laughs) Okay? Mm -hmm. Just everybody else is being agitated, so we shouldn't be agitated. 
Then mm-hmm. Uranus goes stationary retrograde at 3 Taurus in early August. Then the solar eclipse, we have three of them this year. We had one in uh, 28 Aquarius. We have this one at 21 Cancer. The third one's going to be at 19 Leo. So you might say that the one back in Aquarius in late January, early February was preparatory. This is actually marking the beginning of the end of a quest. It's the beginning of the end of a quest. And then the next one coming in about four weeks is going to free us from things. See, now the thing is, they're all partial and they're all weak. So don't expect dramatic effects from these quite as much as we might have from last summer's one that crossed the nation. Oh, good. Because people have been freaking out about it. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, look, the one in Aquarius was only seen in Antarctica and South America and the penguins. This one is only going to be seen in the southernmost part of Australia and penguins. <laughs> so nobody's seen any of the eclipses. They're all weak and they're all short. So they're almost more like new moons than eclipses. The one coming next month is going to be shorter than normal, but a little bit brighter and so therefore stronger. It's mainly going to be seen everywhere east of a line between Scandinavia and Russia down to China. It's going to affect everybody except like Ukraine and Belarus and Georgia. But it definitely, see, none of these are very strong, but the lunar ones are very strong. Okay. And by the way, we're still under the past eclipses at 9, 19, and 30 Pisces and 10 and 21 Virgo. So wherever they fell in our charts, we're still shedding skins. Because remember, eclipses are cosmic recyclers. They only remove what we no longer need. Okay, so we have the one in January, the supermoon total lunar eclipse, actually lasted until right now, July 10th. And the one coming on July 27th, yeah, and it's got some heavy, heavy stuff like Venus trying Pluto, Venus biceptile Saturn. It's going to be very bright. It's also going to have the sun opposed Mars on it, and that's going to last four months. So that one's going to last between late July and late November. And see, the theme there is understanding how long it takes to actually make something happen that we want to endure and expressing it through, you might say, our genetic spiritual wisdom, the spiritual wisdom of Mm -hmm. our ancestry as it lives in our genetic makeup. So then we pick up the thread here after the solar eclipse of mid-August. We have Mars retrograding back into Capricorn, so that's a big deal, before it finally goes direct August 27th. Mercury goes direct at 12 Leo in mid-August, which is the exact degree of the January supermoon total eclipse moon. Okay, so somewhere Mercury picks up. Yeah, Mercury in mid-August picks up. On or it puts the mental focus or the coordinating focus or the being guided to your soul focus on the form, the moon of that late January eclipse. We then move forward. Mars goes direct in late August. Saturn goes direct in early September. 
That's about yearning for new experiences, but we have to be aware of consequences. At the same time, early mm-hmm. September shows that Venus square Mars, and that's a real gear grind when that's going on in the sky. Yeah, Venus and, square and Mars, Venus I can't also, even imagine. <laughs> it also enters its shadow zone in Libra. Then mid-September, Mars goes back into Aquarius. It's back in square to Uranus. And then just three weeks later, October 5th, Venus goes retrograde at 11 Scorpio. (laughs) And then we go do the retrograde dance with Venus. Then the last, like, seven or eight days of October is ridiculous. Sun enters Scorpio, opposes Uranus, Uranus retrogrades back into Aries. There's a full moon at 2 degrees Taurus, Scorpio. There's a Venus sextal Saturn, Sun sextal Saturn, the Venus inferior conjunction with the Sun at 4 Scorpio, and then Mercury conjunct Jupiter right before Mercury enters its shadow zone at 28 Scorpio on October 28th, and then Venus retrogrades back into Libra October 31st. So you can wow. see it's why like you were really saying. Thing. It what? Well, you said people needed to wait until the time of Scorpio. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. correct. <laughs> there's there's right. going to be a whole lot well, of review and revision and rethinking and research and rehearsals and reevaluations yeah. going on between now and December. Finally, Mars enters Pisces November 15, 16. That'll finally mm-hmm. put Mars out of a Saturn ruled sign. And if you mm-hmm. want to know about Saturn, buy the book because it'll help you deal with these Mars retrograde and Mars direct energies because Saturn is what rules Mars right now. So we're now yeah. looking Yeah, no, here. We're just real quick, a couple, couple of questions here we've got in the chat. But one I want to also ask you just. Um, because I know you have um, you have two books, one on Mercury retrograde and one on Saturn, right? Available right. on Amazon. Could you um, give us those titles again, Robert, so that people? Because I think those are good handbooks for people to have at this time. Because yeah. it's by what you're telling me, it's making sense. Like we're really being asked rethink, review, revision, read. You know, or do you really want? Right. To, is this really fitting in? Don't bring this into next year. Don't bring the complications. So I feel that right, people can understand exactly. more about Saturn. So what is um, what are the titles? The book on Saturn is called Saturn, Spiritual Master, Spiritual Friend. And it's available through Amazon and CreateSpace, as is A New Look at Mercury Retrograde, which is okay. really, it was written with no shelf life. It's great book for any and all Mercury retrograde energies, past, present, or future, what you can expect when it's in a sign or in a house. And I also always post stuff on the site that's not in the book. So between the book and what I give you on the site, it's a comprehensive understanding of for example, is coming Mercury retrograde in Leo. Well, if it falls in your fifth house, it means something. It falls in your eighth. It means something. It falls in your first. It means something. If it retrogrades between your 11th back to your 10th, it means something. All of that is available to you in a combination of the book with the site. So we've covered a lot today. It's, you know, we, we really did. have. Now, I got a question in the chat about the, about the, um, this tomorrow, 
the partial, if it's a partial solar eclipse tomorrow, how will that affect us is what I'm hearing, or will it affect us in the chat? How will it affect us and will well, it affect Well, it'll us? affect will it us in some of the ways I've already talked about, but really look to where it falls in your chart. If it falls in, you know, it's going to fall at 21 Cancer. So that's the right. area where you're either going to realize a life ambition you're going to have to put on or demonstrate a performance of some sort to others. It may be that you realize that you accomplished all that you meant to accomplish, and now it's time to leave some stuff behind in your cancer life Mm -hmm. area so that you can make the space for other things. Like it falls in my 12th, that's the house of motive. Maybe I need to clean out some old motives I've been clutching at so that I can make the space to go forward and be more free and easy doing what I have to do in the world, You know where it's actually supported from within me and in terms of my own motive. It may be that because it's the 12th, I get some kind of a harvest over the next couple of years. Again, it's short and weak. So this is not something to be all worried about. I've got a lot of articles on the site about why you shouldn't be worried about a solar eclipse or a lunar eclipse. Okay. Interesting. I'm telling you, even at the big... Well, no, I told people, it's not... People are like, oh, God, what's going to be taken away? And I'm like, okay, wait, let's please calm down. Well, the only thing to be taken away in cancer is probably a habit or a sentimentality or some way of experiencing your day-to-day and month-to-month life, maybe something, an impression still left over from your childhood, maybe something you thought nurtured you that you realize doesn't nurture you anymore. Maybe it's an awakening to something that, you've been trying to do that has led you away from your nurture. See what I mean? It's like just because Mm -hmm. something is removed, it it might be an obstruction that is removed. It might be a mental blockage or an emotional blockage, or it might be an old neediness and clutching that's taken away because you just don't need to be that needy and that clutching about that thing anymore. And I've already seen that. So it can actually free you up is what you're saying. It it can actually be freeing. Eclipses all free us up because it just removes detritus. It's, think about it, recycling, it's still useful, but not to us. It's, we have to move it out so that we can create more space, so that we can move mm-hmm. other stuff out. That's what eclipses are about. And mm-hmm. I even wrote a, a pretty good article sometime back about how the solar eclipse back in the late 90s Yeah, it took away an old life, but it opened up a new one that was far more fulfilling. It took away a very frustrating uncertainty, and it brought me international rave reviews for the Mercury Retrograde book. It brought me into the presence of a genuine living saint. It brought me the sweetheart of my existence, but I couldn't have had those things if my old life had continued. So it had to shut down so that I could be happy and loved and loving and free to expand into a much more natural and fulfilling spiritual existence. And yeah, it took away some old relationships and people and things. And, you know, it seemed like a defeat at the time. But looking back on it, it just helped me shed a whole lot of stuff I didn't need, 
a whole lot of people I didn't need, a whole lot of sentimentality I didn't need, a whole lot of things I didn't need, and it opened me to a fantastic life these past 21 years. Yes. A lot of people are loving this in the chat. Great. Not bad. Yeah, and I think I like the way that you describe it. That's why at the beginning of the the show I I talked about that, that um, a little bit of what you said. But I said I I knew you were going to have more info and just insight on how to look at these eclipses because you look online, people, I mean, and, and we keep having, we have them a few times a year, what, four times a year or whatever, but it stirs up this, um, fervor of like fear. something is going to be take fear. fear. Yeah. Fear. Yeah. Fear. Ridiculous. Fear. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a new fear. moon that inspires yeah. fear <laughs> because something you yeah. don't need will be taken away. Right. See, I've never understood yeah. why people are afraid to let go of things they no longer need and they no longer care about. Yeah. And it's just cluttering up their closet or their garage or their storeroom. That's all an eclipse does is it takes away the stuff that's cluttering our life. And it's interesting how some of these work across time because, for example, Mm. in mid-November, Venus is going to go direct the same day Mercury goes retrograde. Venus goes direct at 26 Libra, which is about learning how to use uh, hard power and soft power, yin and yang, you know, heart and mind, will and love in an alternating way. Okay, well, those were the themes of the, the lunar eclipses of October 2013 and April 2014, which fell on that exact degree. And so now with mm-hmm. Venus going direct in October, we kind of, after a period of Venusian reflection and review and revaluing of things, we can now see the value of what got stripped away something of our home, something of our personal lives in the 26 Libra area back between the autumn of 2013 and the autumn of 2014 when those two lunar eclipses were happening. We cleared out a lot October 13 to 14. Now we get the value of it this coming November. At the same time, Mercury goes mm. retrograde at 14, Sag. That's the exact stationary direct degree of Mercury in December 17. So everything we started moving forward with, which was the, the wisdom of your spiritual ancestry, all of us got to touch mm. some kind of wisdom mm. of our spiritual ancestry wherever we have 14, Sag. That began last December. Now, this November, we get to review, we get to look back, we get to take a whole new look at what's gone down in 2018 as a preparation for moving forward late November when Neptune goes direct, early December when Mercury goes direct. And the key to that, it goes direct at 28 degrees of Scorpio. Well, there's an exact Mercury conjunct Jupiter when Mercury's direct on that degree in late October. So what that means is whatever the imagination opens, whatever the possibilities are, whatever you see clearly merging the lower mind and the higher mind at the conjunction of Mercury Mm -hmm. and Jupiter, whatever it is we get, then we move forward with that come December. So it's like we get the vision in October, but we can't move forward until December. See, that's what I mean about using time wisely. You know, yeah. and if we find and just that right rhythm of slowing down, yeah. 
and then moving forward and then slowing down and then moving forward. We're not pushing the river. We're not struggling against time. Yeah. Everything happens oh, when it should. People in the chat think very illuminating and opening. Mahalo, Brad is saying. Yeah, that, that's, I think the way, um, this is why I was so, oh, so, you know, thankful that you were able to be um, on, and then you're going to be on, I think, next month, and then. You um, bet. Again, yeah. No, which I'm great. coming back because we're really, going to discuss more about this whole tag team thing and all these eclipses. Yeah. This is big news. If we it's use this news. wisely, 2019-2020 is awesome. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, what's interesting, because my guys had said, because I kept asking about all the delays, and they said, we don't want you making any mistakes. That's the higher, but, you know, so all this slowing down, and I feel you're giving such a great context to everyone, like, look, it is happening, but this is the, this is the timing. This is why it's happening. You know, this is what we're, what we're working with. Plus, you're giving everyone, like, okay, this is what to do. Don't try to push it. Don't try to rush through it. Because I think that's what's happening. We're partial visions right now, and they're thinking it's the whole vision. Even myself, and I'm feeling like I, I can so agree with what you're saying. I feel like the bigger vision, the, the guiding vision, is, is not coming until the fall. You know that October. Well, the whole November. world seems to now, because of this Earth trine, and especially like right now, Venus is now in the Grand Earth trine. So it's a special. Eclipse coming. We have a Grand Earth trine and we have a Grand Water trine. So it's pretty good, you know, for those of us with any planets in Earth or water, as well as the, the other quintiles that are made to the fire and air stuff. But what I've noted is a real compulsion to get it done as soon as possible. That's right. It's yeah. almost like whether it's medical or dental or relational or purchasing something, there seems to be this real edge that you got to do it now, you got to do it now, you got to do it now, you yes. got to do it now. And yet, this is not the time to do it now. This is the time mm-hmm. to ask yourself, what do I need to be doing right now? And is this the best use of my time and my energy and my effort? Or is there something else I should be doing that will work a lot easier, more smoothly, something that will support my effort in this other thing when I pick it up down the road? So it's almost like we prepared, but now we have to put that kind of in slow-mo or on the shelf while we work on other stuff and we develop other stuff that will support that thing after Mars goes direct. Right. So this is not the time to push anything. This is the time to assemble your information, do your research, find different angles of stuff. Is there a whole different way of doing this? Is there a different way of understanding this? Is there a different approach I should be taking? Is there something I haven't been taking into consideration? Is there something I need to learn before this thing will become clear? Okay, I know this, I know that, but what don't I know? You know, it's that kind of thing where you have to kind of figure out, because we know what we know. The problem is is what we don't know, what we're not yeah. anticipating, and what we're not seeing. Well, the Mercury retrograde is good for that. And we don't know what we don't that. know, right? 
Well, right. And Merck retrograde is good for sitting still, getting different sources of information, different view, different understanding, different interpretation. And that's coming over the next few weeks. A lot of a lot of things are going to be a lot clearer by early September. That is absolutely okay. the case. It's many things okay. will be, but then comes this been pretty the Venus funny. retrograde. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's been pretty Neptunian. <laughs> so Neptunian. even when we move forward, beginning in September, we're still going to have to take a whole look back at Venusian things. Right now we're dealing with Martian things. Soon it'll be Mercury things. Then we move forward. Then we look back on Venusian things. Right when we get to move forward, then we get to look back on mercurial things again. Mm-hmm. So by the end of this year, it's going to be a different landscape for a lot of people. Not necessarily bad. Some are going to be far more mature and in tune with things that will basically an atmosphere of happiness in the midst yeah, of the great craziness. Yeah, exactly. That's what I feel. Well, the gifts are there. I, but what I'm hearing you saying, but if people don't rush, you know, don't. Well, and the fact you know. is, is that with Uranus by septile Pluto and Jupiter septile Saturn, things are not going to make any sense and they don't have to. So don't get upset if things don't make mm-hmm. sense. You know, instead, yeah. make sure that, you know, you follow that mature, intuitive, sense of how to more or less steer your own consciousness through the craziness, the grinding, and and the problems, mm-hmm. the, the lack of clarity. Again, that becomes one of those things that just because somebody else is going a little crazy doesn't mean you're supposed to. Just because right. somebody else is going a little crazy on. doesn't make it bad because, you know, right. The thing is, is when we're breaking out of the family and cultural matrix, when we're breaking out of our own house of mirrors, our own echo chamber, it does get a little crazy, and it doesn't make any sense. The trick is, you know, do no harm. And at the same time, you know, make sure that what you're breaking down, breaking out, breaking through, make sure it's not precious. (laughs) Make make sure that you're really breaking free of what you need to break free of and not the very thing that sustains your existence. You know, this is is where you can't – a lot of people are are unclear about – well, they're unclear about what is precious and what is transitory. You know, they're unclear about their heart versus their gut. And you can't jeopardize the heart, no matter what, because it's the crystal by which you know all things. It's the crystal by which you know all things. Oh, and I like that, Robert, because the gut can fool you because it can have fear. The heart won't have the fear, but the gut sometimes can have you not do something out of fear if you only rely on that. right. Your your heart Um, response to fear is courage. It It doesn't. You become know. afraid, it becomes courageous, and it shines courageous. the light even brighter. Absolutely. We are, um, oh, I could talk to you forever. Um, first of all, let us know when you're coming back. I think uh, August, right? August, is it the 11th? I, it's right I around when we have the aspect. 
Anyway, well, if people will know they get they get in their inbox, but everybody listening, please just know we're going to be diving in more to this. We got more Robin, August more 22 on all of this. August 22, perfect. So put that in your calendars, everyone. And um, Robert is always, oh my God, so amazing to have you on, and um, you just illuminated. That's what somebody put in the chat. What's such illumination? I think you really illuminated what's going on. And given some good tools, but viewpoint to help people navigate through this time, you know. So I appreciate you for uh, being able to take the time to come and share with us. Thank you. Well, sure. I love you guys. You know that. Me too. I know. We're, part, we're all part of the same community. I love it. And we're just, ah, we've been diving in, and I love it. We've been diving in and doing it. And, um more, I feel, more to come, more to come for sure. Well, good so I will, stuff. We'll see you on the 22nd. Yeah, I'll see you in about five Thanks weeks, six here. weeks. It'll be great. Sounds good. Okay. Okay, Talk my dear. Bye. Bye, everyone. Okay. Oh, my God. Illumination. That was Robert Wilkinson of Aquarius Papers. You can find out more information on AquariusPapers.com. Um, again, also, the, I feel like the books right now, his books on Saturn and Mercury um, retrograde are handbooks right now to navigate. Because that's really what we're talking about here is navigating through this, as you could hear by what he was sharing. So I think they're really good navigational tools. Um, and even going on this uh, blog as well. And get in a reading, because then somebody in the chat had asked about you know, how do you know if your soul's purpose or if you're in alignment or, or timing? Get your chart done. All right, everyone. As always, I just love connecting with all of you and sharing. You guys are so amazing, and you bring so much to this community. I love what we're co-creating. Um, if you have any topic suggestions or guest suggestions, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to know about the workshops I have coming up, you can go to soulplayground.life. And as always, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and of course... Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows are available on iTunes. For continued awakening conversation and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook and visit the shelf blog at soulinsightsforspiritbedliving.com. That's soulinsights, the number four, spiritbedliving.com. Keep awake.